Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, everyone, we're back in Malachi. We're in uh, chapter 1. We're looking at verse 13. We're going to um, down to chapter 2, um, verse 2 this morning. Malachi's been a good book. We've really been um, learning a lot. And we start off today by um, looking at it at verse 13 again. We looked at this a little bit yesterday. But we'll start off with a question as we read this. The question is for us, do you have religion or or do you have God? And is that the same thing? And this little book of Malachi so far is, is saying, look, it's better to have God. It's better to have the love of God than any kind of religious ceremony, or be some kind of important religious person. Because all of that pomp and all of that ceremony is not pleasing to the Lord if you don't have the Lord in your heart. That's what God wants. God wants our worship to come from the heart. It doesn't matter how much money you're putting down to worship or what your clothes are looking like or what you're doing in front of other people. God wants the heart. Okay? And so he's talking about offering people. And we were saying last time, uh, McGee was talking about sloppy agape. You know, agape means God's love. But when we try to do it, sometimes we get sloppy about it. Are you worshiping from your heart with the love of God? Offering Him everything you've got? Or are you just worshiping with your spare change? You know, I'll throw a buck in the offering plate. There you go. I'll pass the plate so it looks like I'm putting something in, you know. Are you worshiping with all your heart? Are you worshiping with your spare change? Or all your heart? God deserves your whole heart. Do you have religion? Or do you have the love of God in your heart? So in, in verse 13, God's saying, But you say, what a weariness this is. That God's telling the people what their 
is in their own hearts. And you say, you know, God's saying, but you guys are coming to me with, oh, weary hearts. You don't want to have to do, you don't have to get up on Sundays and go worship, or you don't have to do this, that, and the other. And they were going through these ceremonies of sacrifice. Now, we don't do that today, but in the Old Testament, God required a sacrifice. And perhaps it was an instructive type of thing in the Old Testament to show people, to show people what it meant to worship. And you're supposed to bring an animal to sacrifice. Of course, the people, a lot of the people were bringing their sick animals to sacrifice or the ones that were blind or the ones they knew they couldn't sell for a good price in the market. Might as well sacrifice that. It's almost like us today worshiping with our spare change. It's not really a sacrifice. If The only thing we put in the offering is a few, is, is a few bucks of spare change. It doesn't feel like a sacrifice. Well, God's saying the same thing to these folks. It's got to feel like a sacrifice. Don't bring me your spare change. Bring me something to honor me. And then God's saying, you bring what has been taken by violence or is lame or sick. And you bring, and this you bring is your offering. He's going like, what are you doing? You're, you're supposed to come offer me something to worship. And then he says, shall I accept that from your hand, says the Lord? He's kind of asking a rhetorical question because he knows he's not, it's, not, it's not acceptable worship. God wants our whole heart. Cursed be the cheat who has a male in his flock and vows it, and yet sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. He's saying, and you know what's even worse? The actual curse be on somebody who's promising that they're going to do something. Oh, God, I'm going to, you know, if you just get me through this, I'm going to I'm gonna really sacrifice something. Or I'm really going to give you my, my um, offering up to you to honor you. I'll really, really honor you if you just get me through this. And God's saying, you know what? That's terrible. That's even worse than bringing me some, you know, lame animal. You've just made a vow and broke the vow to me and then slid something different than your vow to me. When we make promises to God, when we when we um, say, you know what, I'm going to do this, this, and then you just, you don't. Why, God, no. I'd love to give you something, but you know what? I'd rather, I need, I'd like to get a new sweater. I'd like to get a new this, that, and the other. I want to go out to the movies. I want to do, God's saying, that's, that's terrible in his eyes. He, God says, for I'm a great king, says the Lord of hosts. And they always, Malachi refers to him, the Lord of hosts, so many times. And it says, it, it occurs more frequently in Malachi than any other book in the Bible. You know, the Lord of hosts. Over and over and over, the Lord refers to himself of great armies. And my name will be feared among the nations. Malachi is emphasizing how worthy 
the Lord is. And how terrible it is to worship this Lord without your whole heart and to treat it like some token offering. Chapter 2, verse 1. And now, O priests, now he's now he's talking about the priests. He's talking to the people. Now he's talking to the priests. This command is for you. If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send the curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Indeed, I have already cursed them because you do not lay it to heart. Again, you know what God's saying to him? He's saying, you've got to worship me with your whole heart. And you're supposed to be the priests. And you're not even honoring my name. You're not taking it to heart to give honor to me. And then you know what you're doing? You're just standing up in front of a bunch of people with your, you know, fancy, pious clothes on. You're giving honor to yourself by dressing up a little bit for the people to look like a priest. You're giving honor to yourself. You're saying a bunch of <clears throat> a bunch of honorable words. But inside your heart is hollow. And you know, so many times for us today, I mean, isn't that so convicting? I mean, we're running around here representing the Lord. We're not like these Old Testament priests. We are now representing the Lord. Those of us who are Christians, we run around representing the Lord. And if we do, are we worried more about our own name being honored than honoring Him? I mean, we can dress up or look nice that kind of brings honor to ourselves. Or if we want to go to church, that kind of brings honor to ourselves in a way because, you know, oh, there's so-and-so, he's such a nice person. Oh, there's so-and-so, there's such a... You know, everybody who's in church kind of gets honored because you're kind of among a crowd of other people who say, oh, they must be doing pretty good. And maybe that's sometimes the non-Christian folks... They look at that and they're skeptical because they're looking at the peoples from the outside saying, oh, they're just dressing up. They're just going to play dress up and then go to lunch or they're just they're just <clears throat> they're trying to get together and, and play nicey nicey. Who do they think they are? And God's saying, well, that may be that may be like it. But the, the difference is, is the people who are doing that, if you give your whole heart to me and worry more about honoring me than honoring yourselves, and when you bring something to offer to me, and it's not like you're bringing a cow or a lamb like they did in the Old Testament, but <clears throat> the sacrifice, the offering <clears throat> is what money you contribute contribute to the church, that should feel like a sacrifice to you. It should come from the heart. 
And McGee says, when you do it, don't just bring your spare change. Or don't go spend more money at the baseball game than you do at church. You buy a hot dog and a Coke or a hot dog and some kind of a drink. And you won't even put that much in the offering plate to God, the Lord of hosts. And if you're, <clears throat> if you're, if you're that Old Testament priest, God's saying how important it is when you, when you represent me, to represent me with your heart. And for us today, when we represent the Lord, remember we're representing the Lord of Hosts. Now it may not be what somebody says about us, but it's. Really, really important what's inside our hearts. <clears throat> that we honor Him with what we think and say and do. We have to lay it to heart. Malachi helps us see that. So, for me to all of you, uh, I'll stop here. Uh, I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today, too. And for me to all of you, God bless you and keep your hearts centered on Christ. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from Malachi chapter 1, beginning at verse 13, all the way to Malachi chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. So in this book of Malachi, we have the people in Malachi's time, after returning from captivity, 400 years and now nothing spectacular was happening they were just going through a form of religion and they were very um, religious and taking sacrifices and you know they were far from God Um, so things were going well for them you know they were prosperous and they were now self-sufficient and there was a period of peace which is kind of hard to say for the nation Israel because they've experienced very little peace so, you know, they were going through, um, you know, this spirit of peace and prosperity and everything was going fine. And, you know, this and, and um, these people were religious, but their hearts were far from God. And they were making um, complaints which revealed their heart's condition. And, um, you know, God laid it out um, on the line for them. He said, I have loved you. And, you know, they didn't believe God. You know, they questioned God. Because right now, you know, as things were going, um, you know, everything was going fine. They were self-sufficient. They became arrogant and insolent. And they thought, you know, we, we can manage without God. Um, they were questioning God. Where has God been when we were going through, um, you know, all the suffering when we were in captivity? And, you know, they didn't believe God. They, they, they were arrogant. And God cited them from their history. He had demonstrated it from um, the call of Abraham right down to their present condition. And these people had another thing that was terrible. So they actually despised God's name. They were going through, um, you know, a God-given ritual which they were breaking. And they were bringing, you know, maimed, sick, crippled cattle and sheep and offering this um, to God and they thought they were actually getting by with it they, they actually thought I think to person next and they were just doing God a favor and you know God said you make me sick um, and I won't accept that because God had said that um, you know 
that offering was to actually point to the coming of Christ, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And an old maimed cow or sheep won't represent Christ as um, it's, it has to be without spot or without blemish. And, um, you know, it has to be pure. And um, added to this, um, you know, in, it, it added to this way in which they despise God, you know, they, they didn't have reference for God um, and his name. Um, they also were saying, this is wearisome, this is tiring, we're tired of going through these rituals and all. And um, the business of going through the ritual all the time. So, so you know, first they were uh, questioning God, how have you loved us? Then they were taking um, imperfect sacrifices to God, which is just, you know, disrespectful. And then now they were saying this is worrisome. Um, so they had a form of godliness, but they denied the power thereof. So they were very religious people. I mean, I'm sure they went to the to the temple like more than um, three times a day or something like that. So, uh, verse 13 um, reads, You also say, oh, what a wearisome, and you snare at it, says the Lord of hosts, and you bring the stolen, the lame, the sick, um, the lame and the sick. Thus you bring an offering. Should I accept this from your hand, says the Lord. Verse 14 goes on to read, But cursed be the deceiver who has his flock a male and takes a vow but sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared and among sorry and my name is to be feared among the nations so now god's name um someday will actually be feared amongst the nations and you know that's um in the in the millennial kingdom right now it's not uh it's not today and today one of the things that's actually bringing down god's name uh, into disrepute is the ministry and the believers you know when, when one goes through a form um, of, of, of religion just going through a form of it um, you know what we should ask ourselves is do we have religion or do we have Christ so how real is Christ to you how real is Christ to me that's what we're supposed to ask ourselves today we have a lot of religion and very little Christianity you know we have a lot of people practicing churchianity a lot of people are just going to church uh, to just play church and uh, you know so that they look like upstanding upright Christians in society but they don't even have Christ in their hearts. So uh, let me just read verse 14 again. It says, But cursed be the deceiver who has in his flock a male and takes a vow, but sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the nations. So this is something else that people do. So they make vows to God. And God doesn't want you to tell him something unless you actually mean it. God means business. So if you um, promise to do something for God, you actually better do, go through it. Because people tend to think, oh, God is just like this, you know, cuddly, grandfatherly figure uh, like Santa Claus. He just does that presence. No. Um, God is great. He is king. He is to be feared. So um, if you promise to do something for God, you better actually go through with it because God means business because God doesn't ask you to make the vows. It's actually voluntary. People just go there and because people are so pious and full of themselves. So they decide, oh, hey, I'm going to promise God this. But when one makes that vow, make sure they actually have to go through with it. 
So now we get to chapter 2 of um, the book of Malachi. And this chapter is dealing with the priests. And um, they are reproved for profanity. So instead of serving God, they were opposed to God. And they were disgracing God in the service they had in the temple. So verse 1 goes on to read, And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear, and if you will not take it to heart, to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have cursed them already, because you do not take it to heart. So, the priests, they were not taking the office seriously. And uh, they are going to be judged more severely than the people. Why? Because of their place of responsibility. With lies comes responsibility. And they were allowing this type of condition when they knew very well because they were in that office. So they were allowing this condition to actually exist. Um, and they were actually shutting their eyes to the fact that people were bringing lame, maimed, um, defective sacrifices to God. And they were just shutting their eyes because maybe these people are affluent people. So when God had given them the law of truth and they were to serve in that way, but they were turning a blind eye to it and um, they were not giving out the truth. So like I said earlier on, with light comes a lot of responsibility. Today, the person who actually hasn't, like is in the darkest corner of the world and hasn't heard the word of God uh, or hasn't accepted Christ um, probably will receive in a, won't receive a, such a severe punishment as somebody who is actually um, you know like a priest in the church who has the light, received the light studies the word of God and is actually just ignoring it and misleading people so yeah this is um, our teaching for today thank you all for listening in God bless you all and have a pleasant day bye bye